we uh, are so thankful that we get to be a part of what you're doing. And God, we just ask you to, to just reveal yourself to us. Father, we pray that you give us uh, revelation and insight to what you want us to see. And Father, we, we want to come to church and, and we allow you to be the potter and, and you be the clay. You say that in your word and, and that's what we want to do. We want you to shape us, mold us, rearrange, take out what needs to be taken out, correct what needs to be corrected. And so we just invite you, Father. And Lord, we ask that you continue to give us a supernatural love for Tampa Bay, for the hurting, the lost, the broken God. Help us, Father, to be better at what we need to do as a church. We want to be your hands, your feet, your voice the best that we can. And so we ask you to show us how to do it, Father. Give us the wisdom and the, the courage and the boldness to get out there and make it happen. So we're going to step out for you, God, and we're going to reach this community. And we love you in Jesus' precious name. Everyone says. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. So we started last week uh, a new series called Seasons. All right. Obviously, if you're from Florida or you've been in Florida for a while, you know, you don't really see those very often, but they're on the calendar, okay? They're on the calendar, and you may experience a day or so, you know, here and there and, uh, of a particular season, and, and so, but the seasons are there. So we talked about last week that it's very important that, that, that we, we expect seasons. Wouldn't it be funny? You're like, what? We're having winter again? You know, that'd be funny. I mean, seasons happen, okay? And so we got to expect them. And then we got to learn how, how to adapt to the season. Okay, we got to learn how to adapt to it. And then lastly, we got we to gotta grow from them. And so we, we spent some time talking about that. And we, we visited the life of Elijah, a cool prophet. He was a stud. He was kind of choleric in nature. And he made some really big things happen for the Lord. And, and, and one of the last ones was, you know, he stopped the earth from receiving rain for like three and a half years. That's cool. You know, I, I would love to do that one day. That's, that's a goal. And then, and then he has to go back. He went up to the king and, and, and just boldly told him, hey, you're not doing things right. And the rain's stopping until I say. So then three years and a half, three and a half years later, he, he goes back because God told him to. And he confronts the king again. And he says, hey, uh, God's going to send rain. But he ends up calling all these prophets. And, and, he, and it was like a showdown. He said, all right, your prophets against your, your God with his prophets and my God and me alone against all of you. And at the end of the day, Elijah was the one that called fire from heaven and burned this altar where there was a bull and, and, and there was water. He even put water on it to, to show them that God was real. And, and it burned all that water up, evaporated all that water up, and he was just awesome. Okay? And then he ended up ordering that all the false voices, the false prophets, be uh, killed. And so this guy's a stud. This guy's tough, choleric, man. And then there was this girl. Her name was Jezebel. We talked about it. Okay? And I think we've all known a Jezebel somewhere, right? And, and he was so scared of her because she threatened to kill him because he had killed the, prof, the false prophets. And so there's this guy that's a stud. He's tough. He, he's, he, he, you can't, he's, like, he's like a hero, right? And all of a sudden, he cowards, and he runs away because he's scared to death from this woman Jezebel. And so we pick up the story when he had, he had walked out all day. He actually took his servant. He left him somewhere. He left his ministry, and he's gone, man. He's gone. And, and he walks out a, a day's journey to a tree, and it's, a, it's called a broom tree. And so that's where we pick up the story here. So Elijah, uh, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 7 says, Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, 
Get up and eat some more, for there is a long journey ahead of you. So the angel of the Lord had already come to Elijah and, and said, here, eat. And Elijah ate. And then here it says he came a second time and told him, eat. Because the journey is, uh, there's a long journey ahead of you. Now, before we move any further, God's calling all of us, because that word angel, it means messenger. How many of you know that God sometimes will call us to be a messenger to somebody, to be his voice, to be his hands, to be his feet? And God's calling us. Who is it that God's calling you to minister, to give a drink of water, a piece of bread, or some encouragement? Somebody that, that is stuck out in desert. And so we need to be attentive to that because it's all our responsibility. Say, say I'm in ministry. Say it again, I'm in ministry. We are all in ministry. Our job is to help people take one step closer to God. And if we can get them to take three, four, five steps, let's do it, right? But, but let's just one, even if it's just one step closer to God, we all have that responsibility. So we are all called to minister to somebody. And then last week we talked about this broom tree that they grow out in the desert. It's just weird. Out in the desert there's this tree because the desert has water. It's just really deep down. And so these broom, this broom trees can grow roots so long that it can connect to, the, to, to, to that reservoir of water and they can live. And so this tree provided coverage for Elijah out in the desert. And some of us are called to be broom trees at some point or another to other people that are stuck in the desert. And then he sent a messenger. And some of you are messengers. Some of us are messengers at different times. And so our encouragement to someone can give them enough fuel to get them moving. Do you know that the desert's full of a lot of great people? If you walk, the, if you minister to the homeless, and we, I think I might have said this last week, I'm telling you, you'll find CEOs, you'll find doctors, musicians, screenwriters. I mean, I remember in L.A., we would talk to people. These people had an amazing life at one point or another, but are now found in the desert. Elijah found himself in the desert. There's greatness in the desert. There's great people, great souls, great lives in the desert. And, and it's our job to move and help them move uh, and take a step closer to God. Now, being an encourager doesn't mean you have to lie. Oh, you're going to be all right. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to lie. You can just tell them, hey, you know what? Man, you're going through something. You know what? There is going to be a long journey ahead of you. There is going to be a long journey. It might be tough. It might get a little bumpy. But if you hang on to God and you don't isolate yourself and you stay connected to God, and even if you mess up and you keep running back to the arms of God, this season that you're in will pass. It will pass. And I'm telling you, some of you guys are going through some seasons, and I'm telling you right now, that season will pass. That season will pass. All right, so in verse 8, so he got up and he ate and he drank. And it, 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 was, it was the food, the nourishment that this messenger had brought. And how many of you, uh, you know, have been able to minister to somebody or talk to somebody that's having a difficult time? And you can tell they're just eating up your words. They're just like receiving it. And it's like you can just sense that you're saying things, you know, it's God, like God's helping you say some things. And you're like, where's this stuff coming from? What's God helping you? Right. And so 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 Elijah was taking this nourishment. Now, we also know when we try to help some people and your words are just bouncing off of them, you know, they're not receiving. 
You know the difference. But the Holy Spirit is so good that he doesn't give up on people. How many of you are glad that he didn't give up on you? He didn't give up on you. And, and so Elijah's out there in the wilderness, and he, he, he got up, and he ate, and he drank. And, and, and so uh, the scripture continues to say, and the food gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Harab, the mountain of God. So I said this last week, how interested is it that he could only walk one day when he left, when he ran away, he could walk one day up to a tree and then lay down and say, I want to die. Kill me, God, I'm done. Yeah, Elijah, this man of God, was depressed. He went through a struggle. And so he went up there for one day, but having the encouragement, having the word from God, having nourishment from God, gave him enough strength to walk for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm telling you, one word that you can speak over somebody can take them out of the pit. One word. And that's happened to you, perhaps. Somebody said something, you're like, okay, that's it. You're right. I see it now. I'm out. Boom. I'm gone. So Elijah here, uh, now, when we understand seasons, okay, you have to go through a season. You can't say, you know what? I'm not going to have winter this year. I'm not going to have summer. No, no. You, You have to go through the season. Now, the good news is that we oftentimes have influence as to how long the season is going to be, okay? We'll talk about that. But watch what happened, okay? Because I, I do want to talk about a subject that's, 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 that is very common, but you don't hear a lot of conversation about it. I think now you're starting to hear more conversation about it. But you know there's a lot of discouraged people out there? And that includes Christians. I'm going to say it again. There is a lot of discouraged people out there, and that includes Christians. And this is a very important conversation to have because some of you may find yourself in that place where you feel discouraged. And so here is uh, Elijah. Watch this, okay? He's in a, in a season in the desert under a tree, wanted to die, and then God supernaturally helps him to get enough strength to walk for 40 days. And that's that, that's the same thing with you. Maybe you found yourself in a place where you just didn't think you could go anymore, and then God ministers to you, and, and then all of a sudden you're able to move. But then watch what, verse 9. He walked for 40 days, and then he ended up at the mountain where he lived in a cave. So he went from the desert into a cave. And so sometimes we don't understand, what, but wait a minute, I, we prayed for this person. They should be doing better. No, 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 no. Sometimes it's like stages that people go through. And so here, uh, this is another, like another season in this person's life. And, and seasons, seasons of discouragement, depression, or suicidal thoughts can take a little time. They can take a little time. Now, I've seen where God just instantly does it like this. You know what? I believe in miracles because I've seen miracles. I, I, I've been in the doctors with the doctors and a patient. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be weird or anything like that. But... But I've seen miracles. I've had doctors tell me this is impossible. Uh, a friend of mine, his, his kidney was shaped a certain way, and they're doing surgery. And we went in there and prayed. I, I didn't go in there with, like, you know, like all kinds of weird stuff and goats and camels or anything like that. No, I just went in there. I said, all right, Father. I said, you know, we pray for him. And, and you know, he said, by his stripes, he's healed. And we just, uh, just invite your presence. And uh, we just pray for his healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Nothing, nothing crazy. I didn't, I didn't go in there like that. And, 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 and then I went with him to surgery. He, we, we show up to surgery, and, and they did another x-ray or, or whatever image thing before the surgery, because I, I went too. You know. And he comes back in, and he goes, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, and I'm, we're like, what? And he goes, puts the x, x-ray up. He goes, look at that. that. That's his kidney. I took this x-ray. I, I, this is the x-ray. 
Here's another one. Boom. Here's another one. It's like two or three. And then he goes, now look, this is the one we just took. It's not the same kidney. I can't tell you what, what's, what happened, but, but you don't need surgery. I don't know what's going on. Okay? So I believe in miracles. I believe in them. Now, now but I'm going to say something to you. God doesn't want us to always be living in miracles. Watch this. As a bailout every time. He wants us to learn how to walk by faith and stand up for ourselves. And it's very important for us to get to that place. Because if you're constantly looking for the spectacular and a miracle, you're going to be finding yourself in the desert for, for a long time. And so, so with that, there is, there is seasons, you know, that, that God's trying to get us to walk on our two feet. And God's never going to allow you to go through a situation that you cannot bear. The Bible says you, you, he's always going to be there. So let me ask you this. Are you stuck in a cave, in a cave somewhere? I, I've been stuck in a cave before. You know, sometimes our, our, our caves can be our career. Maybe, maybe we're just stuck in a career that you just don't want to be in. It's like, I'm in a cave and I can't get out. Okay? Don't raise your hand if that's you because your boss might be here. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, all right. Or maybe you're, you're in a career because you want to hide behind your career. Maybe the cave is tasks. You like to stay busy so that you can hide behind tasks. Maybe your cave is a relationship. We don't have time to go there. We'll just keep going. All right. Your health. And so we isolate ourselves, you know. <clears throat> so the scripture goes on. But now watch this. So, so he walked for 40 days. He goes to the mountain of God. And then he, he shows up. And, and then uh, he goes to live in a cave. And so then God, the Lord says to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? See, Elijah was at war with his soul, and he had to fight for his life. Elijah was at war with his soul. He, he's trying to figure out. I'm telling you what, that mental and, and emotional wars are the worst. They're so exhausting and tiring. Can anybody say amen? Can anybody say amen because you know you've been there? Right? They can be so exhausting. And so let me ask you, are you at war in your soul? Maybe you are. But you know what? It's a season. It's a season that you're going through. Now watch this. In order to get out of one season and shift to the other, if I'm here in Florida and, and I want to escape the, 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 the sun, it's going to be a little rough. We'll have some cloudy days here and there, right? But if I don't like the summers here, do you know that I can go to South Africa and it'd be winter there? So in order for me to get out of the mess that I'm in, in my season, I'm going to have to physically do something different, change something. I'm going to have to go somewhere else and not stay where I'm at. So if you didn't want to experience the summer here, and let's say you want to go to South Africa, you go to South Africa. Well, you may say, well, you know, well, I, don't, I don't have the money for the ticket. The good news with God is he's already paid all the expenses for you to move into that next season. Everything, first class. God's already taken care of that part. Okay, and so um, the Lord asked him, what are you doing here? And Elijah didn't quite, you know, uh, he, you know, God didn't ask him, what's wrong with you? What happened? He didn't say that. He says, he says, what are you doing here? He quite didn't answer the question, and he began to vent. He began to puke. It's another descriptive word that people can say. He began to vent. Anybody ever had that? You ask somebody a question, it's like, Brah! you know, it's like, oh, I wasn't ready for all that, right? But it's there. Now, how many of you know that? You know, I don't want to get too gross, but it'll get grosser. No, I'm just kidding. How many of you guys, 
would rather, will fight, will fight it to the end, not to puke, not to throw up. I mean, you'll hold it in. I mean, you'll be miserable for 17 days in the stomach because you're not willing to throw up, right? And, uh, <clears throat> but how many of you know that actually if, if you release those items, it's actually good for you? Yeah, it's actually good for you, right? You learn something, right? Now, um, how many of you that there's a, know that there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it? You know, you wouldn't, I think all of us have this reflex that if you were here, you're like, okay, I got to go do this. You're not going to get up and go, excuse me, guys, and then just go, ah, right here, right? That's not etiquette. That would be kind of wrong and disrespectful, right? Do you know that when we vent or we puke, if you will, to others, it's disrespectful to puke on them. It's better to, you try to move on the side, you, you, you know? So that's going to help you a little bit. So instead of, you, you don't love me, you always do this, you don't care for me, you know what? You did that to get back at me, you hate me, you're angry, and you know what? Okay, that's puking on somebody, that's disrespectful. If you wouldn't naturally puke on them, don't puke on them in that way either, okay? That'll help somebody. All right, let's move on. So, and then, and then immediately, again, you know, Elijah goes into, I've worked really hard for you, Lord. You, I've worked for you. He, you know, so in his mind, he's thinking, this shouldn't have happened to me. I'm a man of God. But, so, so why is this happening to me? I'm sure we've all felt that way. And, we, and, and then we we, we, we we replay that movie in our mind, like, but I've served the Lord. I've tried to do what's right. And then the, but still, this thing happened to me. I don't get it. And, and, and if we allow that movie to get on repeat, it's going to mess with your energy, your appetite, your sleep. You're not even going to enjoy the things that you used to enjoy. You're going to begin to have negative thoughts that control you. And so I'm talking about, I know this, like, whoa, I, I thought we were going to get encouraged. You are going to get encouraged. Hang on. But I want to talk about something that is, that, that is seriously happening to people. Even in the body of Christ, there are many discouraged people. And so we get to the place where we're cynical and we don't, we don't believe people's motives and all this other stuff, right? But let's go on here. The scripture says, you know, Elijah, he, he said, but, you know, the, you know, the people of Israel, they broke their covenant with you and tore down their altars and killed your prophets. And I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me. Okay. He's kind of sobbing and just playing all this, like, how in the world did this ever happen to me? I never thought I would find myself here. And he did. And he found himself there. You know, just recently, I heard a great man of God. I was with him. And, and, he, and, he, and he tells me, he said, you know, yesterday... I felt a little depressed. He said, but I had to fight it and I had to stand my ground. And he goes, man, it's been a while. And as a good friend, I didn't say nothing because I, 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 I went in my own thoughts. Later, I was like, I should have said something encouraging at that moment, but I didn't. But you know what that did for me? It was kind of freeing to know that another minister sometimes has a bad day. You know that everyone in this room has had a bad day, a bad season, a bad moment, a frustrating moment. You just want to give everything up. We're human, man. You know what that's called? It's called being human. Okay? The great news is that God has a way to get us out of that mess, and he's going to get you out of that mess. 
So sometimes people come to church because we're supposed to have all the answers. We say, we got this big God, and he's going he's gonna to give you a better life, and, and, and he does, and he's awesome. But then, but then somebody comes with a problem that we don't know how to deal with, and we're like, well, if you only knew who you were in God, <laughs> if you only knew who you were in Christ, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I've, I've used that line. I, I've used it. I'm guilty of that. If you, if you would just pray a little bit more, you know, you sure wouldn't find yourself in that situation. Well, Elijah knew who he was, and he did. Elijah was a man of God. He knew he was a prophet. He knew his role. He did all the miracles that are in the Bible. He knew exactly who he was, and he went through it. He went through it. These seasons are just seasons. You want to know who else went through this list? Who went through this? Let's talk about it, okay? So Elijah, of course, he was discouraged, worried, and afraid. There's this another dude named Jonah in the Bible. This is the, the guy that, that got swallowed up by a fish, big fish. And, and then, you know, he said, okay, God, I'll, I'll, I'll be obedient. Please help me out, and spits him out. And at the, the long and the short of it was, was God was sending Jonah to the city that was wicked and evil because he loved that city. He loved those people. And he said, Jonah, go out there and tell them that if they keep living this way, they will, they, they will see destruction. Go tell them. And he didn't want to. He ran away, got swallowed up by the fish, got spit out. Finally, he's like, okay, fine, I'll go. Kind of with a tantrum. So he shows up to the city. He goes, hey, listen, y'all, you guys are just, you guys are worse than the devil. I, I, you know what? I don't know if you guys are going to make it. God said you guys are wicked, evil. You guys are all going to die. Okay? That, there is no hope for you guys. I'm done. So he leaves. He goes to the east of the city, and he makes a little thing, a little shed, whatever you want, to kind of hang out. And, 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 then, and then God puts a, like a, made a tree grow with leaves to make it comfortable for him. But then he becomes very angry, very angry. You know why? Because the people of Nineveh actually repented. Yes. <laughs> this is a man of God. He's going in with the good news. And in verse 1 of chapter 4, it says, Jonah was very upset about this. He became angry. So he prayed to the Lord, Lord, isn't this just what I said would happen when I was still in my own country? That's why I tried to run away in the first place. I knew that you were going to be merciful. I knew you were going to be compassionate, God. I knew you were going to be patient and always ready to forgive. And you reconsidered your threat. So now, Lord, take my life. I'd rather be dead. This is a man of God. He was sent to go, go help these people so they, so they don't die. And he's angry with him. He got some issues. He's going through some seasons. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and so I, I'm trying to point, you know, if, if you're driving down Del Mabry, uh, it's kind of crazy, but, but let's say Del Mabry has, has some major big potholes that, you, you, you know, you could really uh, possibly cause a, a terrible crash. And I know about it, and I know you're heading down on, on that road. It is important for me to say, yo, Mike, be careful when you get to such intersection. If you don't watch it, you're going to get a pothole that you have no ideas there. It would be wrong. All I'm pointing out is you're going to have moments of anger, seasons of anger. You're going to have, now, I'm telling you, I'm not saying you're going to be there forever. And I'm not speaking death. I'm just telling you, you're going to have to go through these seasons. You're going to have to go through these seasons. And, there's, and, and so then Jonah got mad because God was not going to let him pout. 
and that, that tree caused that tree to die. And so Jonah's out by the tree, and he gets angry. And then look at verse 9. Then God asked Jonah, what right do you have to be angry over this plant? In other words, when you're in these seasons, you focus on the wrong stuff. I focus on the wrong stuff. We start making the plant a big deal. And it has nothing to do with the plant. And Jonah answered, I have every right to be angry. So angry that I want to die. Next man of God. Powerful man of God. Job. I mean, this guy, I, I, I'm glad I was not Job. I'll just tell you that right now. But anyways, he, he experienced a lot of great loss, devastation, physical illness. He lost everything. It's terrible. And his thoughts was in, 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 in three, uh, uh, Job 3.11, why didn't I die as soon as I was born and breathe my last breath when I came out of the womb? His thoughts. Look at verse 26, just a few verses up. I have no peace. I have no quiet. I have no rest. And trouble keeps coming. Going through a season. Going through a season. Moses, he goes up to the mountain, spends some time with God, and He's like, oh, the people that, are, that you put me in charge, I pray for them the best. Then he comes down from being the presence of God, and the people of God are doing wicked things. And he's like, what in the world? I, I don't even know what's going on. He's like, God, they're doing wrong. Please forgive them. If you don't, I'd just rather you take my name out of the book of life. Exodus 32, 32. There's another prophet named the, 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 uh, Jeremiah. He, they called him the, the weeping prophet. He, he was very lonely. He had feelings of defeat. He was very insecure. And in chapter 20 of Jeremiah, he says, Cursed be the day that I was born. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow to end my days in shame? I'm telling you, you're not alone. That's what I'm telling you. You're not alone. There's other people that have gone through the same seasons that you and I are going through and have gone through. The good news is you're going to come out on the other side. You're going to come out on the other side. And then David says, you know, uh, you know he, he was very troubled and, and, and um, had a lot of despair. And if you read the, the book of Psalms, um, he kind of walks you through his, it's like a journal almost, like he, he has his highs, his lows, and, and, and it's crazy because he, he talks about, you know, his feelings of anguish, loneliness, his fear of the enemy, of he being attacked by the enemy, uh, you know, he sinned, he messed up, you know, with his chick and killed the husband and all that stuff, so then he loved God so much uh, that that shame ate him. It ate him up. And, and, and so he says in, in Psalms 38, 4, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to, to bear. In, in, in 42, 11, he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will praise him, my Savior, my God. See, there's a shift of a season right there. And we'll get to that in just a moment. So all of us, let's just be honest, well, all of us, you know, need, need, need some little help. And if we could go ahead and just make sure the audio is up on, on the uh, Mac, and if we could play that video, please. All of those sounds that are trapped in your mind. <coughs> Sir, are you okay? I'm a little messed up. <laughs> all right, so look at you there, say we're all a little messed up. I laugh at that video every time. How many of you ever said it before? It's ridiculous, right? You know what? Uh, 
I, I'm going to tell you, at this church, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't. It's okay to be a little messed up. All right? So look at your neighbor and tell them you're good. No, I'm just kidding. All right, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know, there, I, I want to talk about two, two viewpoints. Okay, the one is the religious viewpoint. And the religious church viewpoint says that if you have something wrong with you, something wrong with your life, something's wrong. But before we put the next quote, I, uh, I, I love the, 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 the ministry Celebrate Recovery. They do such a phenomenal job. And some of you are, are familiar with that. And they, they help... Really, it's not, people say, oh, it's about addictions. It's just not about addictions. It's about certain behaviors you get stuck in, and, and, and they, they do such a wonderful job. Their viewpoint is this. If you don't have something wrong with you, with your life, you're in denial. Okay? You're in denial. We all have something wrong with us. And so, and so this, is, this is the thing is that, that you don't have to be perfect. God's perfect. You're perfect in him, okay? And, and so, um, so I'll quickly go through this because we, we gotta, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta shift to another season. All right, so verse 11. So God, God goes back to verse 11, which is uh, with, uh, in Kings with Elijah. God tells um, Elijah, okay, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. Go out, go out and stand before him. And so, see, what had happened was is Elijah altered his future. How many of you know that you can alter your future by making wrong decisions, right? If I get blasted drunk and I kill somebody in an accident, it's not going to happen. I'm going to alter my future. And I can't say, oh God, no, I don't receive this in Jesus' name. You can't say that, right? So there's certain things that we do that we can set in motion, all right? The good news is that God always has a, a, a plan B. A DUI, Death, that's going to be a little rough. God will have a, a, another plan for you in prison. <laughs> He'll use you there, by the way. All right, so uh, for a season. So um, God had to, uh, I don't know where I came from, sorry. So God loves you so much that in spite of us doing certain things and saying certain things, and I know all of us have said, God, I'd rather just give up. Just take me now, Lord, or forget it. I'll just run away. You know, I'll take, I'll, I'll just get an RV and travel around the world. You know, I've said that before. So, um, and some of you have said too. And so God can take and alter your future back in alignment to his purpose and to his call. And so it doesn't matter what kind of season you may find, difficult place that you may find yourself, the negative feelings that you, that you, that you feel and, and the things that you have said, God is a merciful God, and he can help you alter the future of that. I'm telling you, God is fighting for you. God is not giving up on you. He loves you way too much. And many times... Uh, you know, in Kings, it talks about, in verse 11, it says, and as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And I'm telling you what, God's going to pass by your situation, and things will begin to move, and it talks about there was a wind and noise, an earthquake and fire, and it says that that was not God. And sometimes you may confuse crazy, craziness that is happening around you. That's not God. But then it goes on to say in verse 12 at the end, it says, and there was a sound of a gentle whisper. God will talk to you directly right in the middle of your storm, right in the middle of that bad, dark season that you may be falling in. Amen. And so 
as we move forward here, you know, when, don't seek an experience, but expect a change in season. What do I mean by that? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like, uh, um, you know, I, I've had people say, oh, today's the first day of spring. Oh, really? I didn't know. It's like, it's like in the natural, you're not expecting all of a sudden it's winter. Oh, it's just freezing like one day, you know? It doesn't happen that. It kind of like just, just, just springs up on you and, you and you didn't even know it did, right? And so don't, don't seek an experience. It's going to happen. It's going to happen and you're going to find your way out of that situation. And that's what happened to Elijah in verse 14. Oh, let's skip verse 14. Okay, Elijah had, had a season. So uh, in verse fif, uh, 15, God just says, you know what? I don't want to hear that anymore. Go back to Damascus. And so it's amazing how God spent some time talking about the struggle that Elijah had. Because I really believe he wanted us to see that. That you're not the only one that can go through a struggle. And so then, watch this, ministry just happened. He shifted into a new season. He said, now go back to Damascus. Basically, go back and do what you, do, you know you're supposed to do. And then also, he says, and when you arrive, anoint the king of Syria, the king of Israel. And then watch this. Anoint Elijah, Elisha, Elisha, to replace you as my, prof, as your, as my prophet. In other words, you need a, a succession plan. The ministry that you have on you, it's so vital that you need to find this Elisha that I'm telling you because it needs to keep going. See, even in the midst of your darkness, your darkest days, your saddest days, God knows the potential, the anointing, the call that's on your life, and he still wants you to find a succession plan. And so he just shifted. He just found himself in there. And that's what's going to happen with you guys. You're going to find yourself walking into, the, into that new season that God has for you. And so let me, let me uh, it, it, I'll end with this here with Psalms 103. I'll give it through other scriptures. But this is how you shift. This is how you expedite the shift, okay? Um, Psalms 103. Dave, David was a guy that had, you know, he went through a lot of things. And this is what he did. Let's stay on verse 1 for a second. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He gave himself a pep talk. And the reason I'm telling you this, it's important to have the messenger. It's important to have the broom tree. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be times where you're driving in your car and you're all by yourself. There's going to be times that you're not going to be able to call somebody and get somebody on the phone to encourage you. It's in those moments that you need to learn how, how to become a good encourager for yourself. I'm telling you, when you're, when you're home by yourself, and you've been in front of that mirror or you've been somewhere and you're just like, man, everything's just hitting you. And you just, whatever, you reach out to somebody and you're trying to see if they can talk and they can't talk. And this person said, can't. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't have anybody. This is why it's so important that we learn this. And David got a hold of it. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. We leak. <laughs> we leak. You can be so encouraged by the time you leave service. And then by the time you get home, something happens, all the world just turned around. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all of his benefits. You've got to remind yourself. And many of you know these things, but we need reminders. And if you're new to the faith, 
then I'm going to show you some things here. And watch what he does. He begins to talk about those benefits. He's the one that forgives me of all my iniquities, my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. He crowns me with a steadfast love and mercy. He satisfies me with good so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. David went into giving himself a pep talk. He went into encouraging himself, just bless the Lord on my soul. I don't know you want to right now. I know everything's coming against me. I feel like I just want to give up. But bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. And forget not his benefits. Man. Deuteronomy 20, uh, 31, 8. So you can make these personal. You can say, I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. For the Lord will personally go in front of me. He will go ahead of me. He will be with me and he will never fail me and he will never abandon me. Use these scriptures. Take a picture of the screen. I'm telling you, these will help you shift from one season to another. Psalms 34, 7 says, I, when I cry out, the Lord hears me and he delivers me from all my troubles. You say that from your gut. You say that from your spirit. You say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. God, when you hear me cry, when you hear me in pain, you hear me and you deliver me from all my troubles. This is using the word to get you out of a mess. In Psalms 42, 11, a different translation says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? <laughs> but I'm going to put my hope in God, and I'm going to praise him again, and I'm going to praise him again, and I'm going to praise him again, and I'm going to praise him again until I get my victory, until I get my breakthrough. My Savior, my God. Go ahead. Let's pray. Let's close your eyes for a moment. Father, I'm so thankful that you've given us a way to get out of our dark moments in life. And Father, I'm so thankful that you, you're okay if we're a little messy, if we're a little messed up. You still love us. You still care for us. Father, we're in great company with great men of God in the, in the Word that, that went through their struggles. They had anger and depression. Some of them were suicidal. They just wanted to die. And Father... The devil has tried to use these thoughts. I'm, this is for somebody here. But, but he never told you about the men of God that went through this and they came through it. So he's trying to make you feel guilty, like you're the only one that's going through these things and that you're not good enough. But God is telling you today that you are good enough and that you're going to come out of that dark season in your life. And maybe you hear you say, you know what, I'm okay. I'm, going, I'm doing good right now. That's great. And that's excited, and, and I, I'm, I'm very glad, and, and I'm happy for you. I really am. But I also want to remind you that there's people all around you that are not. And it's important for us to understand, and it's important for us to be that messenger, to be that broom tree for those individuals that are lost, that are, that are stuck in the desert. And so, Father, I pray for those in here that are at war with their soul, that have been battling thoughts of giving up, Negative thoughts, just negative self-talk. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak against those negative words. And we just ask that you just drop your presence, 
your love, your grace on us right now. And I pray that healing will begin to take place right in this moment. That you bring healing to those that have been struggling with those negative thoughts, that have found themselves in a dark season. I pray for them. Father, we speak encouragement. We speak boldness and courage inside of them. You said, Lord, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And today we accept your freedom, we accept your anointing, and we receive it. So, say, so everybody pray this with me. Say, Lord, thank you for loving me just the way I am. You have great love, great compassion, mercy and grace. But Lord, I ask you to help me see when it's difficult to see. Remind me, God, that these are seasons that I'm going through. I'm going to get to the other side. I'm not going to get stuck. The purpose on my life is so important that you're fighting for me that you're bringing me through, and that I'm not alone. I need you today. I give you my life. I surrender myself to you. My life is yours. I welcome the ministry that you have for me and the steps that you would like for me to take. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God some praise?